Hello, I'm your host, Letitia Bishop, and this is the Beauty Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode. I appreciate every single one of you that love and subscribe to the show and share it with all of your friends. Um, If you don't know me already, I am a pro makeup artist of over seven years. I have lived and worked in most major cities around the world. Uh, I'm now living here in Hong Kong and I work on fashion shoots, celebrities, uh, private clients, small weddings. I'm also a beauty writer here for a few of the publications here and a content creator on Instagram and obviously podcast host. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Hi. (laughs) Um, So let's get right into the episode. Today, um, I'm going to cover a few, five tips, actually five. um, Yeah, I've got five for you today. So as you can see on the title, it is the makeup product failures and tips to fix them. So um, I was given this idea by a friend um, because, you know, I always have to remind myself that makeup and skincare and all this beauty stuff a lot of it's like self-explanatory to me but when you're talking to the average girl out there sometimes they didn't they didn't get these things and um, I often notice this when I do uh, private one-on-one makeup lessons with women um, they struggle with just some things that I find are really really simple but I mean I guess that's with everything right this is my passion um, it's not everyone's passion so I'm sure there's like loads of things that I struggle with that other people think are really, really simple. Um, so yeah, here is some answers to those makeup failures that you may be experiencing all the time and just think, oh, this is not for me. I can't do it. Um, there's a way, I promise you. Okay, so I've got five. So number one is primer peeling and uh, things peeling or rolling on your face. So this, I mean, it still happens to me because I'm in a rush sometimes, like most of us, and that's when it happens. So it's often because we haven't left enough time. So when you're using a primer, often you will um, notice when you're putting your foundation on or your concealer on and you're blending it around your eyes and around your forehead that it starts balling up and rolling up and it is like so irritating because you just feel like oh I need to start all over again and I'm already in a rush and yeah it's a disaster sometimes I try using a face mist over it and trying to like rehydrate things sometimes it works start patting when it when it starts um rolling and peeling stop doing the wiping motions and and try just to pat your foundation in but um yeah it's kind of already messed up once it's already started to peel and the remedy for that is to wait. You need more time in the morning when you're getting ready. So, you know, I always look at it as like a, th- a sandwich approach. It's a three, three-step three approach. You have your, I've talked about this on the podcast before. If you've listened to my other episodes, it's a good reminder though, that you have to do your skincare, wait 10 minutes, ideally, five minutes is fine. Sunscreen, wait we need to wait for the sunscreen to um, set create a film do what it's designed to do uh, to protect us from the uv and uva uva and uvb rays outside it needs time to set and then then you go in with your primer and start to do your makeup routine 
So you've got those three categories. You've got the skincare, the sunscreen, and the makeup. And in between those three needs a little bit of wait time. So I always recommend in between one, do your hair, and in between another, brush your teeth, or put your clothes on, or pop your toast in the toaster, or make your coffee, something like this. Um, not just going bang, bang, bang from those three. That's when you run into problems with your products because you haven't given them time to to set and um, work how they're meant to. So yes, that is um, probably the number one reason why primer pills. The other reason is um, doubling up on silicone products. So if your moisturizer in your um, skincare area was had a lot of silicone in it or if your sunscreen was siliconed and then your primary is silicone um, all those silicones layering on top of each other will create that peeling effect um, there's nothing wrong with silicones I don't have anything really against them you you know we wash our face at the end of the day they come off um, yeah there's all types of silicone for skincare very sophisticated ones out there so yeah it's either too many silicones or you're not waiting long enough. So try those tips and um, let me know if it helps. Moving along, number two, um, white sunscreen or people under the impression that sunscreen makes you white, like like you, gives you the white cast on your face. Where would we be with a Beauty Talk podcast episode without me talking about sunscreen? Obsessed. Um, Yes, not all sunscreen makes you have that white ghostly look on your face. I promise you. Um, yeah, some people have tried a few and those were the ones they bought and they're under the assumption that they can't be bothered with sunscreen because it just makes them look sickly and white. Um, I can assure you that that's not all sunscreens. Most of my sunscreens don't do that. It's just because you were using the... Um, the the mineral sunscreens so mineral sunscreens have like physical barriers in terms like as a white reflective pigment in them and they also have chemical pigments as well but they they're a blend and they they give that white cast so they are getting better but they still do give a bit of a white or it might take a few minutes to sink in so if you really don't want to experience that go for chemical sunscreens and don't think like chemical is not the greatest word for it but it's just doesn't have those organic um, physical blocking parts in it and uh, there are so many on the market that are amazing specifically Japanese and Korean ones are really great Um, I can link a few of my favorite ones down below that I can get easily here in Hong Kong uh, not sure about other parts of the world, but you can always find them on like Yes Style or Amazon. Um, and they're really inexpensive, beautiful textures. There's no reason why you can't find a sunscreen that you love. And it's a journey to find the right sunscreen for you. And when you do find one, it's great. Um, it's just about finding one that you enjoy to use and use it every day. And if you buy one and it's a it's a no-no for you. Start using it on your body. Don't waste it. Then find another one to try for your face. That's always my tip for everybody. So yeah, not all sunscreens will make you white. So keep going with the sunscreen. Look for one. <laughs> uh, number three that people have problems with is um, red lips, red lipstick, and it getting everywhere. And 
it bleeds around the mouth it it gets on your teeth so um when wearing a red lipstick i have one on today um i also film this podcast like visually so you can watch it on youtube if you would like to see me talking up to you guys <laughs> um so red lipsticks they are a little bit more of a sacrifice well not sacrifice but they're just they're they're a decision they're like they was they involve some maintenance they're not like a one swipe and forget about it and go out for dinner you do kind of have to be a little bit aware of it and check it every now and then um can't live without the mirrored phone case <laughs> love that always have a mirror with you um so the teeth one that's easy so they you know like this is an old trick that um I think that everybody knows it but again maybe you don't know it because you're not so obsessed with beauty like me but if you're watching a beauty podcast maybe you are so when you put your lipstick on you um take your clean finger and you put it inside your mouth and you kind of like suck on it and pull it out and then that removes the like that <laughs> that removes the uh lipstick from the inside of your mouth if you've put too much there and then that will greatly reduce it getting on your teeth the bleeding part that comes down to using a lip liner um, and the formula of the lipstick that you're you you're wearing so there's not just um, one type of lipstick formula out there if I'm sure many of you know there is so many types of lipsticks we have matte lipsticks we have satin lipsticks we have glossy lipsticks we have lip glosses and then we have liquid lipsticks so Oh, and then we have like a, like a pencil, like a chubby pencil type of lipstick as well. There's probably more. Um, I just That's just off the top of my head. So, um, yeah, if you're wearing a red lipstick and you do feel like you don't want to be thinking about it and maintaining it all the time, a liquid lipstick where they dry and they set on your lips is a really good choice for strong colors uh, because you just... It doesn't run and bleed once you've put it on it stays on there until you start eating like oily foods and things they will remove it or if you I mean I don't love them because they're they're not flattering they make your lips look really dry and and I feel like they can kind of crack off when you kind of go like this with your lips um, but they do they do really resolve that issue of it bleeding so maybe if you're having really intense bleeding, like bleeding, maybe some of you don't know what I mean by bleeding. <laughs> I have to remember this, Letitia. Bleeding is like when you have lines, uh, like wrinkles on the outsides of your lip line, like towards your nose, like on the outsides, where the color will bleed up and create like a little line. Like often um, if you have like smoker's lines, we call it, like where you smoke on cigarettes a lot and you get those wrinkles from creating that movement a lot on your mouth um so maybe a red liquid lipstick and then a creamy red lips like lipstick over the top will really give you longevity but a more nicer hydrating feel or you can go the route of the good old lip pencil so they really help they're not quite as um, everlasting as a liquid lipstick but they're not quite as drying as well so lining your lips fully I, I would just line the whole lips with that and then go over with my lipstick that matches uh, also um, the NARS um, like pencil lipsticks like they're in a pencil 
they're really lovely they do stay in place they're so lightweight i love those products uh, i should really get some other colors for those i have a bright red one that feels weightless um i'll link that down below um yeah so it's just about yeah maybe experimenting with a few different lip textures when you're wearing red lipsticks to try to find one that works for you so that was number three <laughs> number four concealer not covering anything so um i remember like seeing my mum do her makeup one year or other people when they do their makeup they they're like trying to cover a red dot on their face or their under eyes or cover some blemish but you put the lipstick on then you kind of like swipe it in and blend it in like that and often people don't realize they're just moving it away from where they want it to cover so you're not letting that product you know uh, live to its full life you know you're not taking full advantage of how that product was designed because you need to have it sitting on where you where you want it to cover the the blemish or your dark circles so my um tip always is to pat pat and don't swipe that was also in another podcast episode so pat um so pop the concealer on like where your pimple is um say if it's on your chin or something pop it on then wait a few seconds let it dry a little bit and get a bit more tacky and then just pat 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 it pat on top of it so you're not moving it and sliding it around all over your face and it's missing the point like it's missing the spot so that works also for your under eyes you pop it on um, wait a few seconds and then pat 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 it all in in the under eye i often like kind of look up to get get in that area and that will give you more coverage of out of the product you already have at home so um yeah see if that helps and gives you a bit more longevity and uh yeah, extra covering power from your current concealer. I would love to know if that helps you. Okay, um, number five. So the last one is lash curlers. And people saying they don't work for them. They, yeah, they just can't use them. Um, I have two things that you could consider to like revisit lash curlers and, and maybe they will work for you okay so number one is trying with the same curlers that you own at home um don't be scared they do look like medieval torture devices but they're not um they could be if you use them the wrong way that's for sure <laughs> they could really hurt um so looking into your mirror okay you have your mirror down a little bit tilt your chin upwards and that way you're exposing your eyelashes a little bit tilt your chin up and you're looking down into the mirror and then then you go in and wiggle your lash curler on your lashes clamp down a little bit if you don't feel any pain and that means you haven't grabbed any skin and then you clamp harder do some pump 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 and that will help so instead of um, looking into your mirror and bending your chin down towards your chest that you can't really like get to your lashes like that they kind of go especially if you have a hooded eye shape like me 
your lashes will kind of go up into your into your brow bone so if you just tilt your head a little bit and then wiggle them wiggle them in that way it's all about like kind of it's not just like a one way to do it for everybody because everyone's eye and face and bone structures are all different we're all unique that's that's a beautiful thing and it's just about like maybe you have to tilt your head to the side to do one eye and really get the outside bits really perky and up and then the other side you've got to tilt your head the other way so just try tilting your head different ways to get to expose your eyelashes like further away from your eye so you can get your eyelash curler in so that's like the first tip for the lash curlers the second one is the shape of your eyelash curlers curve so not all eyelash curlers are created equally um surprise <laughs> some are like so the curve so when you look at the curve of how it's bent some are much more curved and some are, are more flat than others like the curve is less extreme so they designed those for asian eyes and western eyes um I find the Asian eye ones work better on me. I don't know why, because I have really don't have Asia, like a, my eyes are very hooded. Uh, but the, the, the flatter curve seems to work better with my eye shape. And I have this pair of eyelash curlers that I've had for so long, like way too long <laughs> from um, Edud House. I think that's how you say it, a Korean, very affordable Korean um, cosmetic store I bought the lash curlers here in Hong Kong I think um, but I, I always replace the pads the the squishy part on my lash curlers so don't think I'm not you, you do have to replace those pads frequently because they get like a cut and a line in them um, but the shape like the metal shape of the curlers the curve I just love and none of the of the the other fancy the shurumu ones that everyone uses they don't work for me um, so I do want to buy another i have looked online for clients when i'm doing makeup shopping for them i have looked and found that there is um you know like the the tweezerman brand they are really popular i think they're an american company for doing tweezers and then they branch out and they do like scissors and other tools uh, i think they've even done brushes but they do eyelash curlers and they have almond shape and they have two shapes so I do want to um, buy a pair and maybe find it because I don't think they the Korean one that I have is is um, for sale anymore yeah so it'd be nice to replace those but um yeah the flatter ones are the ones that work for my eyes so maybe you could try the other version of whatever you don't have or just when you're in the stores maybe you'll find another pair that the curve is not not as extreme as the ones you have at home and it could it could help you so do know that there is more than one shape of eyelash curlers out there and uh, you should be able to find one that works for you so that was it um 20 minutes kind of short not so bad i hope you enjoyed those tips and that they um help your daily makeup troubles that you might have had uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can find everything that I've mentioned down below on my blog link. I will leave the episode um, link in the 
for this post uh, down below. Um, and while you're there, be sure to sign up to my newsletter so that every episode is delivered directly to your inbox so you will never miss an episode. I would love to hear from you and see what you thought of the episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Letitia Bishop. And I have a private Facebook group for this podcast, which you will also find a link for down below. Um, and don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you love listening to, whether that be Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts. I'm on all of those. Uh, if you like the show, leave some love by writing a review and I will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>